Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, December 22nd, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I'll be joined by Jonah Booker in just a moment. Uh, Jay Book and I have a lot to get into. Um, before we do that, we have a deal from Manscaped I want to tell you guys about, and I get to do a, a fresh read. Step into 2024 with confidence thanks to Manscaped, where resolutions are met and hairs are, neat, are neatly kept. As the new year approaches, why not make self-improvement a breeze by keeping your body well-groomed? Introducing Manscaped's Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, the ultimate all-inclusive kit designed to help you feel clean-cut and confident as you should. Featuring the powerhouse Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, this next-gen trimmer ensures precision and ease when tackling your toughest hairs. So kick off 2024 with a trim above the rest and use code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Again, 20% off and free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code BUCKNUTS. Happy New Year to your balls. I don't write the copy, my friends. I just read it. But hey, there's a reason this company has just completely blown up. I'll tell you that. It's not just it's not just so Jonah can laugh at me either. That's not the only reason. Well, good to see you, my friend. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Same to um, you. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Um, you know, it's and we're going to reflect on the wild uh, signing day. There's nothing like I've ever seen covering the team. Uh, before we get to that, I want to like get into some guys that we think or might stay. Let's give some predictions to start off the show. All guys right. that we think might stay or go. Let's start with Emeka. What do you think is going to happen? You think Emeka is going to stay, or you think he's going to go? I think he's going to stay, Dave. Um, I think he's I think he's a guy that is much needed when you have a, a veteran guy like him um, that's going to be coming back. I think that will bode well for a first time starting quarterback. You look at that wide receiver room; extremely talented. Um, they got a lot of guys that have played at a high level at the high school level, but when it comes to playing big time minutes <clears throat> excuse me in college they have not so having the mecca's leadership back i think will will be very valuable for this football team so i do think he's going to come back i think if he can come back and have uh another thousand yard season dave i think he will definitely increase his draft stock i'm with you man i'm glad to hear you say that so i don't feel like i'm just being like uh overly optimistic but i i just i do feel like he's going to come back and um NIL helps with that. You know, he's already got a good NIL deal. Maybe they'll sweeten the pot even more. Um, you know, and we'll see what happens. I also think Julian Fleming leaving, maybe Emeka told him, hey, man, 
I'm coming back. He knows, you know, Carnell Tate's on the rise and everything as far as Julian Fleming. And then maybe that's one of the reasons Fleming left. Maybe I'm looking too much into that, but um, I don't know, man. I'm with you on that. All right, let's go to the next one. We'll go. Um, let's let's stay at, at, from uh, prospects from the state of Washington and go with JT Tuimolowal. Jay Book, does he stay or leave? He's staying. I got him staying, Dave. Woo! Yeah, I got I got JT coming back. Um, I think he's going to be someone once he get the the draft advisory uh, recommendations. I just think that you might have a rarity in Ohio State football where a lot of your top guys are coming back, and I think he's going to be one of those players. Wow. Man, I hope you're right on that. I, I have him leaving. Oh, man, I, that would be awesome. Because I, I, I think – okay, let's – okay, I'll predict he'll leave, but hope that you're right. All right, Jack Sawyer, I'm hearing he's coming back. What are you hearing on that? Or what do you yeah, think about Jack Sawyer? I, I definitely think Jack is coming back. Um, I know a, a lot of people look at his sack production, and they're kind of – you know, down on, you know, the way he's not generating sacks. But I thought he played really well, Dave. I thought that against the run, he was stout. I, I thought as the season progressed, he really started to pick his game up. I I look for Jack Sawyer to come back, and he needs to come back. If he can have a breakout year, Dave, then I definitely think he'll help his draft stop. But if you look at the defensive end, and we'll talk about defensive line later on through the show, he needs – does – program needs him to come back desperately because the <laughs> the cupboard is pretty thin after that next wave of guys with Curry and Kenyatta Jackson. All right, let's get to the next one on the list. Josh Elliott on Facebook reading my mind. I was going to go with Travion Henderson. Let's get into it. Jay Book, does Trey come back or does Trey leave? I think I think Henderson comes back. Um, there, I think the writing was on the wall with, with chip and, and chop deciding chop deciding to go to the NFL chip decided to transfer to Kentucky Evan prior deciding to transfer to Cincinnati. If Henderson wasn't hinting to those guys that he's probably coming back, it wouldn't make any sense for them to some of those guys to leave. Cause that essentially leaves you with Dallin Hayden as the lone returning back. And then you got James peoples that's coming in next month. But I think that that's a product of those guys transferring out means that Henderson's probably most likely going to be back. And I don't want to insult people's intelligence. I, I wasn't even going to bring up Marvin. Like, you know, I mean, <laughs> Marvin's gone. We don't need to. I mean, he's gone. He, he is. He's not hasn't announced that, but there's no way Marv's coming back. But there you yeah. go. Um, all right. The next one on the list. Again, we have Sean on YouTube reading my mind. Denzel Burke. Does Denzel Burke stay or leave, Jay Book? I think Denzel Burke goes, Dave. I just think that he's going to probably get a, a fairly good draft uh, grade coming. I I know there's some speculation that he's kind of on the fence, but I lean towards him potentially declaring for the NFL. I'm with you on that. I'm with you. I, I do think Denzel Burke's going to go pro. I like. I love that he's playing in the, the bowl game, though. It would have been easy for him to opt out. Um, so maybe there's a chance he comes back. And I'll go back. I don't think I gave my opinion. I, I agree with you on Trey. And I think, again, ask, tell me if I'm reading too much into this. It's a lot like what I said with perhaps Emeka told Julian Fleming that Emeka's mm -hmm. coming back. I, I've said this before. I feel like Trey probably told guys like Chip and Evan Pryor, we know him and Evan Pryor are very close, that, right. hey, dude, I'm coming back next year. And yeah. that's a reason maybe that, that Chip transferred and Evan transferred. Do you buy that? Yeah, I, I definitely buy that, Dave. Um now, you, you look at the cornerback position, I, I feel really good about where they're at 
with the cornerback position, Dave. Um, so if Burke comes back, he he is someone that's definitely have to, you know, he, he's 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 an all-American type of corner. Um, so if he comes back, my goodness, that, that defensive back room is going to be incredibly deep, especially with the young pups coming in. No worries about Jordan Hancock, because I, I wrote a story and people were like, why is Jordan Hancock thinking about going pro? He didn't come out there and say, I'm thinking about going pro. A reporter asked him, have you decided what you're doing next season? It was just out of the blue. And he kind of like, you tell Jordan was a little surprised. He's like, no, I haven't really thought about that. He's like, you lean one way or the other. He said, no, you know, just kind of just was like not wanting to, you know, almost like he legit hadn't thought about it. But maybe Jordan Hancock is thinking about it. I don't know. Is there any chance Jordan Hancock could jump? I think he, there's a chance, Dave. Um, I thought Jordan played really well this year. He showed a lot of versatility, which will you know definitely help him when it comes to making his case for the NFL. He showed that he can play on the outside. He can play on the inside. He played a little bit of safety. Those type of guys are incredibly valuable at the next level. So I do believe that he is considering it. I would advise for him to come back and, and be that starter. Um, or at least play the same role, play at another high level again next year, and then you can potentially have Jordan Hancock talking about, you know, first, late first, second round type of corner right now. I don't see him as a, as a first or second round type of guy right now if he left for the NFL day. But you have to keep in mind that we don't know a lot of these kids' personal situation. Um, but at the same time, if you look at NIL, heck, if Ohio State really wants to pony up and be aggressive, they're paying money for some of these uh, returning guys that will pretty much rival being a third or fourth round pick in the NFL. Or top it. Or top, yes, or top it. So if you're a Jordan Hancock, you have the potential to make the same type of cash at Ohio State if you would be a third or fourth round pick. If you decide to come back, the question is, do you want to go to class and still be playing at the collegiate level. Now, with that being said, if you decide to go to the NFL, it does start the window for you to potentially get that second contract. But I just think with the aspect of NIL being it, where Ohio State likes to maneuver in the NIL space because they want to pay the guys that have been on the team, have performed at a high level. So these are the type of kids that you want to really weaponize NIL. It's like, hey, Jordan Hancock, I'm on the fence. Should we pay him? Heck yeah, we should pay him. Make sure that he's very well taken care of in Columbus to where you can kind of push that 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 decision for him to say, hey, come on back and let's let's run it back and make a make a run for a national championship. That's the way NIL should actually be utilized in collegiate sports. Absolutely. And um yeah if they do lose Denzel Burke, like we both think that they will, Jay Book, you know, they're going to be, if Jordan comes back, they're going to be stacked at corner again with Hancock. Igbenosa, and I thought was really good this year as a sophomore, is going to be even better as a junior. I love how physical he is. Uh, I love how long he is. And then you got Jermaine Matthews uh, coming up and uh, Calvin Simpson Hunt. Uh, those are, that's a good top four right there. Right. All right. I, I am curious to get your thoughts on their craziness in recruiting. So I'm going to wrap up this portion of it uh, getting your thoughts we'll just lump some of these guys together so do you think um tyleek williams is gone do you think donovan jackson is coming back um and anybody else i'm leaving? i think mike hall's probably coming back is anybody else you want to throw out there but tyleek uh donovan jackson get into some of those guys yeah i think uh donovan jackson to be back uh i think he definitely needs to come back and have a better year 
Uh, Mike Hall, I have him coming back as well. Ty Leak, I'm on the fence. Um, there's some indications that he's really undecided. I think Ty Leak really did himself a great service this year, the way he played. I think he really increased his draft stock. Now, if you're Ty Leak, there's, this is a serious conversation because I think out of all the people besides Marvin, Ty Leak really increased his draft stock to be that fringe first round type of guy day, because you look at a 325 guy that was dominant, like the way he played this year. If he comes back and show that endurance that he, he showed this year plays at an elite dominant level again. I mean, you're, you're looking at the contracts that Quinn and Williams, those type of defensive tackles that went, you know, top 15, top 10, that's a massive difference for Tyleek because he has that potential because his body type at 325 it, it is something that the NFL is looking at because he showed a lot of grit. He showed a motor. He showed a lot of toughness this year that I think that if he come back and had a monster All-American type of campaign, you're talking about a top 10, top 15 pick with Tyleek Williams. Yeah, I've some, seen some people have him in the second round. I think even if he's a, if he's sure he's going to go and you know no later than the second round, I think he'll – leave i agree with you i think donovan jackson will come back um, i think he'd probably be disappointed if he left early and where he would go although donovan jackson did keep getting better and better and better as the season progresses he wasn't looking good early on but uh yeah man i mean hopefully tyleek comes back but um like yeah. the, the, uh, the other one though and they mentioned here is uh they're probably going to get lathan ransom back for another year so that's interesting yeah, so that's been I've been seeing that kicked around that with his injury and stuff like that, that uh, there's there's a decision because he can have an extra year because of COVID and stuff that Leighton Ransom could decide to come back as well. And that is kind of where they're at on the fence with the safety position. Should they go get a safety in the portal or not? But I think they're they're also waiting for Leighton Ransom to make his decision. And a lot of people think that he could come back. That'd be huge. That would be huge. That kid was playing good football this year. I had a bad feeling when they lost him. I was like, man, that's not going to be good in the Michigan game. He's he's kind of perfect for the Michigan game. But I and I had heard that like you know when he you know decided to sit out the rest of the year didn't decide when he had to sit out the rest of the year. I was told he's going to be getting ready for the draft. So, but that was that was right when the injury happened. Things can change, especially that long ago. So um, several weeks ago or whatever it was. Um, so that'd be huge if. Uh, Lathan Ransom comes back. All right, stick with us. We're going to talk recruiting. We've got a lot more show to come, but I'm going to let you guys know about our other sponsor, Nuts.com. Do you wish you could go to Willy Wonka's Candy Factory? Well, since that's not exactly possible, let me introduce you to the online version of that, Nuts.com. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruit, sweets, pantry staples like specialty flowers, and more. Their wide selection means there is something for everyone. At nuts.com, quality is a top priority. They roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day it ships, so they reach you deliciously fresh. Satisfaction is guaranteed. I love a bunch of their products, like the half-pop popcorn I've been telling you guys about. It's so unique. It's so good. The root beer barrels, a little old school there. Roasted almonds, staple, and a lot more of their stuff. My family loves it, too. Right now, nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with the purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at nuts.com slash bucknuts. So go check out all the delicious options at nuts.com slash bucknuts. You'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. That's nuts.com slash 
fuck nuts. I tell you what, Jay Book, um, our uh, ad exec is doing a good job. I mean, Manscaped and Nuts.com, as I've said, for buck nuts. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't like really like, write the script any better, right? No, no. It cracks me up every time, dude. I mean, Manscaped and Nuts.com for buck nuts. Love it. All right, let's get back into it. I cannot. Okay. The floor is yours. The the wild day that was Wednesday. Just, uh, you know, as you as you think back on it uh, two days later, uh, what are your thoughts? I tell you what, I think Ohio State got extremely lucky there down the stretch. I mean, let's let's start start with Edric Houston, man. What a crazy scenario that was. I was told that he he called Nick Saban 30 minutes before his announcement and told him he was going to Alabama. His parents showed up to the announcement and Alabama gear. It was, it was a done deal. He was, he was headed to headed to be Bama. I mean, it was going to be an absolutely disaster defensive line hall. If he would have decided to go to Alabama. And then at the very last minute, I think NIL, um, you know, those guys, they, they played a major role in there. And then you also had to give credit to Ryan Day, uh, Dave, right there at the very end, <laughs> right before the clock strikes 12. Ryan Day's on the phone call with Edric Houston. And you guys were there in the press conference. He takes that call right before Edric makes his announcement. And at the last second, slide in there and flip that commitment from Alabama. Like he was literally going to Alabama. And I, you know, told some people that his, his, uh, coach taking him to Alabama, feeding information to Alabama throughout the week leading up to signing day. To me, that was a red flag, Dave. I thought I was like, "Ah, I've I've been around recruiting battles long enough. When you have a committed guy and a coach is feeding information to an opposing, you know, site that this kid may flip to, that right there was a major red flag. So we definitely got away with one right there with Edric Houston because, my goodness, Dave, taking only getting one defensive lineman in this class, it would have been absolutely a disaster. Uh, but they pulled it off, um, and I would say getting Jeremiah Smith, the crown jewel. Like I said yesterday, I was listening to a lot of Miami podcasts out today, throughout the day while I was doing some errands, and the word generational talent was being thrown around when it comes to Jeremiah Smith, um, a guy that, you know, a lot of people, and I talked to Brian Hartline probably a year ago when he committed and Hartline had told me Megatron that that's the type of wide receiver prospect that, you know, you're looking at when it comes to uh, Jeremiah Smith. And this is directly from Hartline when he said a Megatron, a Julio Jones, young Julio Jones type of wide receiver. That's what that's the type of prospect that you're getting out of him. There's no doubt in my mind he's going to see the field day one, Dave. No way that they're going to be able to pay him the money that they're paying him NIL-wise because Ohio State really stepped up to the table to make sure that they locked things down with him because the amount of money that Miami was offering him was absolutely ridiculous. And for Ohio State to even make it competitive, but still also sell him on the aspect of being a first-round NFL talent. That right there is the crown jewel. Now you look at you know the rest of the class, Dave. I think it's a it's a really good class, not a great class. I still think Larry Johnson, um, you know, kind of dropped the ball there with the defensive line. You 
absolutely needed more than two guys um, when it comes to recruiting. Edric, there's a lot of, um, you know, discussion. Is he really an inside guy, an outside guy? Because after you look at Kenyatta Jackson, Caden Curry, they have zero true pass rushers on the depth chart. Now, you can supplement some of those misses when when it comes to the transfer portal. Um, But linebacker, I think they did okay at linebacker. I'm going to be biased, Dave, and say the cornerback position. To me, I look at what the cornerback recruiting came out with Tim Walton. I thought he did an absolute bang-up job. Being able to secure, you know, Aaron Scott from Michigan, going into Glenville again, getting, getting another elite corner, Coming out here to Arizona, getting Miles Lockhart, who is an absolute beast. Getting those three guys, I thought, is critical for restacking that cornerback room because I love, love the way Tim Walton, they're probably going to get a good chance. They're going to get Sanchez, the five-star corner, coming up in two weeks out of Texas for the next class. So Tim Walton is on an absolute heater right now. Um, I thought Tony Alford. Uh, kind of dropped the ball, only getting one running back this class. Everybody in their mom knew that Jordan Lyle was going to flip to Miami, not being able to pivot and have a plan B in case you lost Jordan Lyle. I thought that was a mistake from Tony because he missed on his line, on his running backs last year uh, because Mark Fletcher flipped to Miami. That was a miss there. So you look at the running back depth right now. It's very suspect, Dave. Um, you know, if, if Henderson – God forbid, decides to go to the NFL, you're going to have Dallin Hayden and James People. You, and we've seen the injury history of the running backs. We've had to utilize, you know, four or five backs throughout the throughout the year in this program over the last several years. Now, you look at Justin Fry. I thought Fry did a solid job. You really wanted that elite tackle. They weren't able to secure it, but I think they got some guys – that he's going to have to develop, Dave. I think the potential is there um, with Ian Moore and the, and the Armstrong twins. I think those guys have the potential to be some ballers that can play here, but it's going to be contingent on Justin Fry developing them. We've got several people in the chat saying, well, didn't didn't they just sign two backs? Sam Williams-Dixon's – They even, even Pantone even said this when he signed. Mm-hmm. He was, like, talking about each – he was like excited, but he said he's an all-purpose back. He's yeah, it's not the same thing. It's like you know he's going to be playing a little bit, maybe in the slot, doing a little bit of this, that, maybe like kind of like the old school, like uh, not even that old, but like Dontre Wilson H back type under Urban. Right. Yeah, uh, Sam Sam Williams Dixon. He's like your your Dontre Wilson, um, maybe like your Curtis Samuel type of guy. Like he's not necessarily a true running back like James People and Jordan Lyles was. So you you can technically count him. Um, you know, how they have him ranked and stuff like that. But as you mentioned, Petoni and those guys, they look at him more as a hybrid. Yeah, I do love love that they have James Peoples. It would have been nice to get another true running back in the class, but I I, I really, really, really like James Peoples. And I, they're going to have to get a running back in the portal. You know, not even if Trey comes back, and not necessarily a guy that you bring in to be running back one, but at least a guy that's competent and can get the job done because you can't go into the season with just three scholarship running backs. Right. Hopefully Trey comes back. They have Dallin, James Peoples, and you bring in a transfer who's at least decent. Um, and if you can bring in a great running back, great. But, I, you know, I mean, just bring in somebody who's good because you can't go into the season with just three scholarship running backs. All right. Um, hold, yeah, on, I, hold on. Hold on. Go Where are we going? I got one for you. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about Parker Fleming finishing 151st 
ranked <laughs> recruiter in the Big Ten. <laughs> Jeez. Well, at least he makes up for it by being a special teams ace. <laughs> I really think, I mean, Coach Day doesn't want to talk about it right now, and I get that. I, I even got I got some flack for asking the question, and then I got some people saying, good job asking a tough question. So you can't, yeah. really, you can't really win. But anyway, um, you know, I, I tend to think – I asked him if he's going to make any staff changes. I tend to think Parker Fleming's on his way out. A, a lot of smoke about that. There's also some smoke. Corey Dennis could be on his way out. He might be yeah. – and I might tell him to find it. I don't know. I don't know. But Parker Fleming, I think they're they're going to tell him to find a new gig. Um, you hearing, um, you hearing James may elect to um, try to still be a graduate assistant because I think that's been like the biggest talking point. Like it's been almost a foregone conclusion that Parker's going to be out so that they can elevate James Laurinaitis. There's been some chatter over the last couple of days that uh, James may decide to uh, stay as a graduate assistant and there could be an, an additional assistant coming on if they decide to part ways with Parker Fleming. I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, I don't know, another defensive coach, Dave, someone who's going to be able to come in and, and really help that defense. Because I think with, with the offense, you can't have as many cooks in the kitchen. Um, I don't know where you're going to put another coach as far as the staffing on offense. Just bring in a defensive guy who's a young guy who's going to be able to hit the trail. You need another recruiter. You, you, you can't have Parker Fleming on the staff making a half a million dollars. His special teams are suspect, and he's not recruiting. Like you, If you're a full-time coach at Ohio State, you got to be able to recruit. You got to be able to pull your weight on the recruiting trail. Let's finish the show talking about wide receivers next year, uh, especially with Julian Fleming moving on. We think Marvin Harris, we know Marvin Harrison's going to move on. We think Emeka is going to come back, which would be huge. Carnell Tate on the rise. Saw a decent amount of him as a true freshman. Um, Brandon Ennis, you got the Rogers brothers. They're not really brothers. They spell it differently. Noah Rogers, Bryson Rogers. You got Jeremiah Smith coming in. Um, you got Miles Graham coming or Mylon Graham coming in. Um, break it down for me. Is it, is it as simple as saying the top three are going to be if a Mecca comes back, it's going to be a Mecca, Tate, Ennis, and then go from there? Jaden Ballard's another one. Yeah, I think you can go ahead and get a Mecca, get Carnell Tate. I think Carnell Tate's going to be an absolute starter. I just don't see a way that um, Jeremiah Smith isn't going to see the field. I'm not pegging him as a starter, but I do believe he's going to be in the rotation. Um, Bryson Rogers, he, he's, you know, he kind of threw out a cryptic tweet that he, hey, bring it on. He loves the competition. I love to see that from a young wide receiver. But, I mean, Noah Rogers was an absolute freak too, Dave. It's crazy the talent that they have in there. Brandon Ennis with his shiftiness, being able to play in the, in, in the slot, he has to see the field. The, the thing is, Dave, I have uh, Emeka and Carnell. Those two right there for sure are going to be your starters. But it's critical, absolutely critical, that Brian Hartline extends that rotation. He has to get more guys into the rotation. There is zero reason with the talent that they have in this uh, upcoming wide receiver room that they shouldn't have at least five, six guys. Jaden Ballers, he's going to probably be in the rotation somehow. But, I mean, that's something that what well, he's going to be starting here in the bowl game. I think this is a great opportunity for Jalen Ballard to uh, show what he can do if he can really stretch the field here. So you, the thing, the thing about it, Davis, I thought Ohio State 
with the amount of reps that the starter wide receivers received throughout the season played a role late in the season with heavy legs. Uh, we saw it last year. You start to see it a little bit this year. Um, and I think with a Mecca, as good as he can be, I think he needs to be in a rotation. I don't think he needs to play every single snap on the field. You have to be able to get some of those younger guys in there. Great stuff, as always, from Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book. Go ahead. Before we get out, Dave, um, you know, let's talk about this. Let's say all of the guys that we talked about comes back. Besides Marvin, you may lose, you know, one or two more guys. But we think Denzel's leaving. Yeah, Denzel's going. Let's, you know, let's let's bring it back full circle. What we start to show with. So let's say all of those guys come back. You look uh, for this. Upcoming freshman class, Dave, the one thing you have to like about it, 15 out of the 20 guys that are freshmen will be on campus in two weeks. What do you, you know, just, you know, thinking, thinking about this football team, Dave, quarterback position away from really making a national championship type run. What do you think? Because we've seen, we've followed Ohio State football for a very long time, Dave. What is the one thing that has really held them back? Majority of the NFL talent left. What did you see from some of these teams from like Georgia, some of these teams like Michigan? A lot of their NFL talent decided to come back. This could be the first time that I can remember Ohio State where the bulk of their NFL talent decides to come back. And you combine that with a very a very talented freshman class that's coming in with the bulk of your guys going to be participating in spring ball. If Donovan Jackson comes back, you're looking at four out of your five offensive linemen that are going to be back. You're starting running back, deep at wide receiver. Your front seven besides your linebackers are back. Your secondary is going to be absolutely loaded. To me, Dave, this is a national championship type of run roster if they get those guys coming back um, who could have opt for the NFL. Yeah, I need to see it first, but you're right. I mean, if guys like Ty Leak, who we think, you know, are at least somewhat on the fence, I think he's leaning towards leaving. I believe you said he. you think he's leaning towards staying. Man, that'd be huge if he stays. Um, if they just lose Marvin and Denzel early, that would be massive. That would be massive. Trey coming back, Emeka coming back, Ty Leak coming back. I will say, and Coach Day was succinct and to the point, are you going to be more aggressive in the portal, especially that fact that you guys only signed 21 and not like 25 like you set out to? And he said, yes. <laughs> so if you're wondering, are they going to be aggressive in the portal? Coach Day did not beat around the bush. He said, yes. So I think they've got to get an offensive tackle. If we were talking national championship, I don't know if leaving Josh Fryer at right tackle is national championship stuff. I'm okay. I, I thought Josh Simmons played pretty well, and he was just – just a Simmons second. Good. Yeah, I'm good with Simmons. I, I think he'll be, and then you got to think he's going to be better next year as a fourth year player, third year starter, um, second year at Ohio State. Uh, Donovan Jackson is a senior. You got to think he'd be good. I think Fryer can be a good guard. Um, you got Tegra, you got other guys, Luke Montgomery, you got in house options. I get that. Yeah. I would just like to see if there's a guy out there. I said this on Wednesday. I mean, it doesn't getting a superstar would be great. Getting like a tackle version, like a right tackle version of Jonah Jackson. I know Jonah was a guard, but somebody who's just like a third round NFL draft pick. Getting a first rounder would be great, but getting like a legit, like all Big Ten guy that's going to be like a third round pick. If they can get that in the portal at tackle, that'd be huge. Yeah. And then you look at, I think the quarterback, that's the biggest wild card, Dave. 
Um, that's why I'm so fired up about this bowl game to really see what Devin Brown's going to do because what did Ryan Day tell you guys in the press conference? He's fired up the way Devin has played so far mm-hmm. in practice during the bowl. I think that's critical because if Devin Brown really takes that step or even if it's Lincoln Keyholtz and they got an alpha dog at quarterback who's really going um, to bring that emotion, that fire, I just think that that right there is the, the key missing piece because everything else around – and we're speaking in hypotheticals because we think, you know, majority of the veterans are going to come back with all of the pieces that are around the quarterback position. We just need a guy who's going to lead this lead this team through a brick wall, who's going to run. They're going to run through fire for that quarterback. If they got that, Dave, this this football team, they're going to be tough to deal with. You got a favorable schedule. I mean, that that road trip in October to Oregon. That's going to be a tricky one because Dan Lenny has Oregon humming. But you look at, you know, cupcake non-conference game. This is easily going to be a, um, a team that's in the 12-team playoffs. The question is, will they be a top four seed and they'll get a bye? I think they have the opportunity to do it because Michigan's going to lose a lot. You got Penn State, whatever. They're, you know, Penn State, they are what they are. James Franklin, if he's going to win a big game, show me because I I have to see it to believe it. Um, But Oregon is probably the toughest roadblock for this team next year. They should easily at minimum, the floor is always going to be 10 wins Ohio State, but 11 wins easily. And if they figured out the quarterback position, this is a year for Ohio State to make a deep run into the playoffs. And with 12 teams, they could afford a a couple of slip-ups and still get in. Let's hope that doesn't happen because seeding will be important and getting a bye would be huge. Yeah, it'd be fun to host a first-round game, but like that would mean that you're five through eight, not uh, one through four. But I'm with you, man. You're getting me excited for next season already. And we're just one week, exactly one week away from the Cotton Bowl. It feels like it's like a little bit like, come on, is that really just a week away? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Great stuff, as always, from Jonah Booker. Uh, really appreciate it, Jay Book. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and your family. Um, appreciate everything that you bring to the show, man. All right. Take care, man. Happy holidays to you and yours, Dave. Yep. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody. Appreciate you guys. Um, Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend and a great holiday season. We'll see you guys next week. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.